Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Wednesday, October 26th. I am Jack Riggins, those to Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. No Steve King in today. I think Steve King will be in tomorrow. Johnny's. He is ready. Whoop, get your mic on, Johnny. <laughs> Apparently, he, that is. he will be more ready tomorrow than I was just now. Yeah. <laughs> I always love when Johnny leans into that microphone and nothing comes when he, you know, uh, starts speaking. But we get happened, it figured out. Hasn't happened in a while. It, no, <laughs> it hasn't. It's 59, feels like 59, uh, winds out of the southeast, south, six miles an hour. So, hey. Another another good fall day so far. Everything's good. My wife said to me, "Oh, I think I think big snow's coming. The blizzard." And I said, "Well, why do you think that?" She said, "Well, out in the mountains." And I got to be honest with you, my radar's not going out past about seventy miles. So uh, with political season here, you know, I'm just I wake up, it looks like a nice day. You know, forty thirty eight at night, sixty during the day. I like it. Well, with your uh, birthday episode yesterday, and you were looking at this day in history ah. tomorrow. Since I won't be here tomorrow, I can I'll have to say this tomorrow. In nineteen ninety seven, was that big October snowstorm that we had that like destroyed Lincoln? Well, yeah, actually, a texter last night uh, brought that up, and uh, I it was after the show, and I realized that because my wife and I were in college, and we actually rescued about five uh, puppies running around on twenty uh, fourth and R Street. Because that's where we used to roll back in the day of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln out there. It's now all kind of a park. There's still a few of the originals there. Uh, This day in history, though, um, shootout at the OK Corral. I think I've got a new thing uh, because I can just type that in. Holy cow, wide erp. And uh, I think it was Ike Clanton and the the, uh, crazy Clanton boys. But anyway... It is political season. I don't know. 15 days to the election. Uh, we do have county treasurer candidate Tracy Ray on. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Jack. Good to be here. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, you've been on the show a few times, and I've been doing this a couple of different uh, election cycles now, and I'd have to think that it's coming down and... Uh, you're getting out, obviously, all around, but so is your opponent. Um, what's new right now in the campaign, and, and what are you looking to do in the final push? Well, right now we have about uh, 30 walkers out, um, knocking doors, um, doing a lot of ads, um, putting signs out, really just talking to the constituents of Lancaster and having them understand that this uh County Treasurer is a very important office, um, and making them understand that I'm the most qualified to run that office. You know, when you've come in here, and I've done a little of my own research, what I always uh, look at is, folks, this is where all of our tax money goes through. Uh, essentially, it is the uh, one-stop shop for the money coming in, and then as it distributes out to our elected officials to prioritize it. But what makes you qualified, the most qualified candidate? to do this job well once again um my opponent uh, touts that it's a fiduciary responsibility uh of which my opponent has no fiduciary uh qualifications i'm the only candidate that has uh, investment licenses and is actually a fiduciary 
So I would say that is an endorsement from my opponent. Uh, also, I'm a small business owner. Um, I know what a budget is. I know how to make a budget. And I know how to stick to a budget. So you've been working with money your whole life and ins and outs and prioritization. um, And you feel that gives you a big advantage in this race. Well, I think as far as first, uh, you know, $300 million that's in the county coffers. uh, Over my nearly 30 years as a financial advisor and a fiduciary, nobody, and I do mean nobody, as far as that's running in any elected office but my own, has those qualifications where I have personally uh, invested hundreds of millions of dollars for individuals and businesses uh, for their own financial uh, well-being. And um, as far as a small business owner, customer service is numero uno. Without uh, being a good customer service, uh, I wouldn't have a business. And um, as well as, you know, in today's world, um, where everything's going up, 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 we are hit with major inflation. Uh, I don't have the luxury as a small business owner to go out and spend money if I don't have it. And I would feel the same way and do the same things uh, for the county treasurer's office to make that office the most efficient with better technology, uh, better customer service, uh, and give us that representation that all Lancaster County citizens should demand. So really what I hear you saying is that, you know, in your business, successful a customer always comes first. There's a responsibility for their money, and you've been doing it for 30 years, and it sounds like you want the citizens of Lincoln Lancaster County to kind of become your new customers, to serve them in that same type manner in the position of treasurer. Yeah, I mean, bad decisions have consequences. Um, Maybe people don't realize that on Fridays at noon, our car dealers cannot transact business uh, in person because the dealer line closes at noon. Uh, Downtown at the treasurer's office at 1 o'clock every day, Monday through Friday, no new uh, registrations or tag renewals. Uh, And this is a processing error. There's no reasons not to have that technology available or personnel available to transact county business. And in my administration, we'll have one-stop shops. We won't be separating like we do right now, um, where West O is strictly for driver's licenses and 46th Street is strictly for tags, new tags or renewals. We'll have a one-stop shop. We'll be able to do all county business, whether it be pay our real estate tax, uh, whether to do our driver's license, or whether to do a renewal. And perhaps um, when my administration takes office, uh, we can bring back uh, maybe a Saturday uh, operation. So those that actually have a job Monday through Friday don't have to take off work to do uh, simple things like renew tags. We're on with uh, Tracy Rayfear running for county treasurer. One of the things you mentioned was uh, kind of... Customer service, I thought a storefront because most of the time what everybody talks to me about is the DMV, and you already talked about some improvements there. Um, but the DMV is probably the the thing that most people in the county and the city recognize underneath the treasurer. Um, and you talked about this one-stop shop um, method. And, and what are some other ways that you plan to improve the customer service and relationship in the DMV with the people? Well, I think 
One, as far as the technology, Sarpy County, uh, Trace Jones, who's the county treasurer there, when he took over um, not more than a year and a half, two years ago, the wait times were about 78 minutes. Um, and we, by instituting what he calls a queueless system, uh, the wait times currently are about 10 minutes. Wow. Um, I would say, uh, you know, we don't know the wait times, and it wouldn't happen every day. Uh, first week and last week of each of the months where people are rushing to get tags done. Uh, but our system's not designed like that. Uh, you'd have to literally sit there and watch and clock somebody from start to finish. But I will tell you that I had a 92-year-old uh, recently stand an hour and a half in line on 46th Street uh and she was there to get an eye test for her driver's license. Uh, so she waited an hour and a half in line only to get to the front of the line to realize when customer service said, oh, you're in the wrong spot. Uh, you need to go out to West O, where she stood another hour in line for a five-minute eye test. Uh, my question is, as far as why a person who is elected into a position uh, make that much harder for a county citizen to transact business. Part of any county or any elected officials to know that they work for the people, not for their own personal agenda. Uh, it's to make life easier. And the, the worst thing, as Ronald Reagan said, the, the thing that you should be most scared about is to hear these words. Hi. I'm with the government, and I'm here to help. It's not right. Uh, I'm the only person in the race that is qualified with investment licenses and a fiduciary background, and I promise you that with my experience, I'm an efficiency expert, uh, I will bring this tre this treasury position back to the transparency uh, the integrity, as well as the efficiency that it deserves. You know, the current uh, county treasurer has been around talking. People know, put it out, that um, the job requires a fiduciary. You are. Is your opponent? My opponent is not a fiduciary. She touts it. Um, like I said earlier in the broadcast, that she talks about fiduciary responsibility. And it's in 2018, uh, in an interview with a local paper, uh, she touts as far as how important it is to have a financial background. Well, I am the only candidate. I'm not uh, a glorified cashier or anything like that that would take uh, money from people. My job is an order maker, not an order taker. Uh, my job is to make that office, county treasurer, uh, be completely and 100% transparent from the very get-go, you will know exactly where every dollar goes. Now, I bring that to point as far as where every dollar goes, because right now we have two different will taxes that are in place. Uh, and in my opinion, our streets are not uh, in the best condition. In my administration, you will know that money will be completely separated, not put into a general fund, and we will know exactly where that money is going for these roads. And we will also be able to track as far as the other subcategories, uh, as far as 
where that county money comes in and where it goes out to. And the, the biggest thing is a lot of people don't understand that after that check is cut from the county clerk's office, the treasurer has a responsibility to make sure that that money is being spent uh, in the correct areas and in a fiduciary way. Now, a fiduciary, that's a big word. A lot of people don't understand what that is. Uh, so let me explain it to you very simply. As a fiduciary, I am legally and duty-bound to do what's in the best interest of my client. You, the taxpayer of Lancaster County. Not for what's in my best interest, but what's in your best interest. And that would uh, also take into account as far as any vendor, like a bank or a broker-dealer, that would have the investments. Now, I'm the only one also that's qualified to know where these vendors, uh, as far as operating expenses, and to see uh, where that money is going. As my grandfather used to say, you take care of your pennies, your dollars will take care of themselves. And that's where we need to, uh, we need to trim. Yeah, I think you're talking about on, on a bigger picture a few moments ago, you know, the, the wheel tax and the street tax uh, that was voted on. And I'll tell you what, folks, uh, you've heard me. I probably did a week on last year's budget or the last time. I got so lost in that thing and disgusted of not being able to find anything in a quick way. And I guarantee I, I spent 40 man hours trying to dig through it. And it is not simple when money can go here and go into a general fund. And you can imagine City Hall wasn't very helpful either when I asked questions. Um, and simply, I was just trying to find out like a citizen. It should be pretty cut and dry uh, where our stuff's being spent. I'm glad that Tracy's uh, committing to getting that done. Um, did the current county treasurer uh, actually endorse you? Well, I mean, not come out and say, you know, I endorse Tracy Rafier, but in interviews of 2018 with the Journal Star, she talked about as far as how important it is to have a financial background and a fiduciary responsibility. Well, once again, uh, that's me. That is my J-O-B. Uh, as a financial advisor and a fiduciary, that's what I do. And a small business owner, um, I know exactly what things uh, need to be done. The most concerning to me is what's happened over the last four years where you remove comment cards out of the DMV so uh, nobody can make a, a comment, whether it be a, a good or a praise or whether uh, a suggestion to change things. How about a processing error? Now, this has only been the newest thing that's come up in the last um, 90 days, uh, and that's where the mail-in uh, renewal tags where people who mail renewals in are getting an extra set of tags back. Now, that's not a big thing for you and I, because we're honest. We would extra, we'd throw the extra set of tags around. You know, we'd throw it out. But there are people out there that would uh, put that tag on another vehicle they, they own or simply sell it. And that would uh, be a major concern because that would promote criminal activity. Tracy Rayfair running for county treasurer here on KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. 
All right, 12 days to the election. Uh, County Treasurer candidate Tracy Rayfear is in the office. Just kind of laid out a few things as his campaign's rolled along. Um, where can people uh, find all the best information on you? Uh, either at uh, Tracy Rayfear or TracyForTreasure.com or Tracy for Treasure on Facebook. Um, those are the two primary uh, markets. Um, you can also email me at uh, Tracy for Treasure at protonmail.com um and by all means uh get a hold of me i mean i i'll answer any question anywhere anytime yeah well final pitch uh why why do people uh need to vote for you well as far as uh not only being a financial advisor and a fiduciary um if this was strictly a job application i'm the only candidate that is qualified to handle the 300 million I'm also an efficiency expert as a small business owner to take care of that DMV. And that's really 95% as far as what people see. I will also uh, tell you is I'm going to find that wheel tax. I'll find exactly where it's at. I'll, uh, in, in my office, under my administration, you'll have complete and total 100% transparency. And we'll make this office uh, efficient and we'll bring the integrity back that the people of Lancaster County deserve. There you go, Tracy. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Yeah, I wish you the best of luck. 12 days. Going to be exciting times. Uh, Second segment, uh, Stan Parker's going to be on. Uh, Stan's uh, running for mayor uh, alongside uh, Suzanne Geist. So he's the latest addition in the conservative side of things there. So we're looking forward to that. Stan Parker next on KLAN 1499.3. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Wednesday, October 26, it's 58. Feels like 59. Wind's still six miles an hour out of the south, southeast. You know, if weather.com's accurate or not. So don't, the, don't quote me on that. The DTL bump went down one degree, but feels the same. That's right. That's Stayed a good 59 thing. That's a good thing. Feels like. Yeah. We had Tracy Rayfear on uh, first segment. He's running for county treasurer. I want to remind you before we get to Stan Parker here, uh, Magic Moments. Uh, be part of something special this holiday season by making magic happen for a neighbor, friend, or family member in need of some extra cheer. Nominate them for the Magic Moments program with Union Bank and Trust and KLI End. There are so many in our community who deserve a highlight. Help us make this holiday season unforgettable for someone you know by submitting your nomination online or pick up a nomination form at any 
Lincoln Union Bank of Trust location. Find the nomination form and all the details about Magic Moments online at KLIN.com. Stan Parker running for mayor of Lincoln, Nebraska. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Great to be here. Great to be here. Shocker. Uh, shocker. No, well, it's kind of, I think you're the first person in my radio history that actually is a radio person themselves. Yeah. It's kind of fun to be here. Not just a radio person, but a business owner in radio. I mean, yeah. my understanding is you built your radio station from the ground up. Yeah, we started, uh, I, my wife's not here, so I, I don't have specific uh, <laughs> timelines, but uh, many years ago, probably close to 20 years, 20 plus years ago, and yeah, we started with one station out in Grand Island initially and knew wow. nothing about radio at, at the beginning, right? We uh, had a new radio, had two dials and five buttons in my car, and that was about so it. So right? I'm kind of like you 20 years ago. Right. I, I know nothing about radio, yeah. and, and yet I'm here just <laughs> talking away. Uh, no, we do appreciate you coming in um, and want to hear more about your story. Um, I wasn't familiar with you. This is the first time I've really formally met you. Um, and so, right back at you. Yeah, and so it's so cool when somebody, as I always like to say, volunteers to serve their community yeah. in any spot, let alone the mayor. But um, just kind of give us your background for the listeners who may or may not know you um, and how you got here and how you got motivated you know, through business and family to run for mayor. Yeah, so I grew up in Bellevue, Nebraska. Yeah, my dad was a, a military person he was in the air force so i was a air force kid traveled quite a bit i will when not I was hold young. that against you right, my son you. is in the air force yeah but i'm a navy guy so <laughs> but i do love i do love having that air cover yeah absolutely so <laughs> okay, yeah so you're an air force yeah but i was 20 something years and cool. he was he was he was an enlisted man so i don't know if that's a brat one or not you know well my dad was a 20-year enlisted man and my yeah. son's an enlisted man and they made me go to college yeah. so here we go absolutely yeah <laughs> So I uh, grew up, but uh, we were in, uh, we moved to uh, Bellevue, Nebraska in third grade. So I grew up in Nebraska, right, from okay. third grade on. So, but, you know, born in Washington State and lived in Ohio and Alabama, two places in California. So did the travel thing quite a bit when I was right. really young, but roots got sunk really deep starting in third grade and Bellevue East High School. There and, you go. Uh, yep. And then graduated and attended the University of Nebraska, Lincoln down here. And got an opportunity to play football here for uh, Coach Osborne, which was a, obviously a great experience and uh, definitely a life highlight. And graduated in business and uh, then went back to uh, Omaha. And I was on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes for about six and a half years. Came back to Lincoln after that and was on staff uh, at the Evangelical Free Church here for about four years. And then co-founded the ministry with Coach Ron Brown called Mission Nebraska. And uh, then eventually that transitioned in, into founding MyBridge that was, you know. Brand new radio, only new two yeah. dials. Only new two dials. <laughs> no, five dials. Five no, dials. two dials. Two dials, five buttons. <laughs> right, got to get that right. Yeah, and how many years. And I never, you know, even when we started radio, I did not picture myself being on the radio, but uh, we had a transition on the morning morning show and, I ended up being the best candidate out of what we had, which we only had a staff of about four, and no one else did radio either. Well, sometimes and, uh, they just throw people yeah. in there, and it works out. I mean, yeah. so far it's working out for me. But well, did you at least realize you had a voice tailor made for radio? I didn't. I've, I've been told that I had a face for radio. I've, I've not been told I had a <laughs> voice for radio. That must be the first joke in every radio station. <laughs> Isn't it? it must be. Yeah, but, it uh, is. <laughs> well, that's an interesting story. I mean, obviously, uh, growing up here, military family, um, and staying here as well. Sometimes mm -hmm. folks, you know, move out, and uh, you've been in Lincoln how many years? 
I'm out of yours. I told you my wife's not here. I, <laughs> she don't, I know. Don't have to be dates. Long enough. <laughs> yeah. Long enough. But yeah, you know, I had even when I was I was reflecting through this whole journey I'm mm-hmm. on right now. I was reflecting on when I was in high school, got a chance to get recruited by a number of different colleges, and was recruited by UCLA. Okay. Right. And uh, my so the signing date was on Wednesday. And uh, I took my last trip to UCLA the weekend before. Okay, smart. Yeah, so I came back with, you know, having had a great experience there, like a lot of high times there. Uh, but when it really came down to it, honestly, it was, I mean, I was, I'm from Nebraska. Yeah. And I love Nebraska. Uh, I bleed Nebraska. And that's the, the culture, the values, the character of Nebraska. And that literally, I mean, as great as Nebraska football is, uh, UCLA's no slouch. Right, right. And actually, the Olympics were about to be there, and so okay. they were going to get this whole redo, and it was going to be a phenomenal facility. And and uh, But when it came down to it, it was just California wasn't me. Like, it just wasn't me. Nebraska You probably me. also went if, 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 I mean, we're talking the 80s here, I, I believe, uh, probably in cold season. Because wasn't wasn't those <laughs> yeah, like was. final trips oh, back yeah. in the day, like Absolutely. November, December, and, and so uh, well, good on yeah. you. And obviously, I think anybody, anytime anybody uh, from your generation or beyond had the time to be around My Coach Osborne. How old are you? Well, I'm 48, so you're, right. you're just a little bit older than just me. A not bit. not a much. Decade. But I I mean to I mean Johnny, to say in the Coach Osborne era to, right. to have that decades. right. <laughs> To have that experience um, and and to be a local kid, to play football, to get your degree, to turn around, as I like to say, and kind of pay it forward and give back, mm. uh, which is what you've been doing, um, that's good. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that in society, when and there's so many ways to do it. But something got you interested in politics. <laughs> what was it that, you know, you started down and said, okay, you know, I'm doing pretty well, I enjoy what I'm doing. Um, comfortable in my own skin, but you know, is there a calling for politics for me? And obviously, there is. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, I don't look at it as politics. Okay. You know, I I look at it as well, a couple things. I look at it at first of all, I look at it as you mentioned it earlier, public service. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I look back when when I was in college, I remember sitting in my dorm room as a freshman and reflecting back over my life, right, and reflecting back over. All the things I'd experienced in life, right? And then, and, you know, I, I think every, I believe everybody, uh, every day of their life is on a pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. And they've got a strategy that they're employing trying to find that happiness. And for me, it was athletics for a lot of years sure. when I was younger. Uh, and I, I just, I was sitting in my freshman, my, my uh, dorm room as a freshman, reflecting back over my senior year in high school and lots of awards, right? Mm-hmm. Blue chip athlete, scholarships across the country. Uh, heavyweight state champion, uh, second furthest throw in the nation than a discus. A lot of great things, but I'm sitting there, and as I'm reflecting over all these things, feeling a lot of emptiness, which mm-hmm. really confused me. Sure. I'm thinking, haven't I done the things the world tells me I'm supposed to be to be happy? Aren't I successful? Aren't I popular? I don't have all these things. Mm-hmm. And so lots of stuff came out of that processing, but one of them for me was a decision of saying, you know what? I want my life to be more about making a difference than making a living. Mm-hmm. More about impact than income. I like income. I got to feed my family, you know, but at the end of the day, I want to be more about impact. And that's what my life has been about in all the, or not, so I've always served in nonprofit organizations. Uh, so this isn't, in that sense, it really isn't out of the vein. It's, it's a different nonprofit. It's just a vein. different mechanism Absolutely. of service. Absolutely. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah, so, I mean, I look at it very similar. Yeah. So one, I, I see it not 
necessarily politically, but I see it as a public service, and, and that's who I am. At my core, I've had a lifetime of service. And secondly, I see it as a leadership mm-hmm. position, right? And again, I got to be honest, like when I first even had this this uh, thought, this well thought about the mayor, I didn't know exactly what the mayor did, right? So lots of people ask lots of people, do you know what the mayor does? And they get the same look that I would have given, like, yeah, not really, <laughs> right? So, but if you look on the city charter and what the mayor does, mm-hmm. it literally is the role is the executive director of the nonprofit organization of the city of Lincoln. Something you have great experience. Yeah, in. I have a lot of experience in that in that space. So, uh, so as I was looking at, uh, and so the last two years, you before we got on the air, you were talking about. The last two years got you on the air. That's right. right? That's yeah. the things that were going on. You're processing mm-hmm. of it. Same thing for me, right? So yeah. as I'm processing through life and the realities of our world, and I think you know a couple of things. One is just a deepening of my appreciation of who we are as a country. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, which is interesting, right? Because of the national narrative that you hear out there right now is pretty negative on America. And I'm in a more, I'm in a minority, so I'm supposed to really be down in America, right, right. right? For these last two years, but that's not been my reality. My reality has been as I've processed deeply, thought and rethought and looked and read and listened, uh, my heart's just gone deeper for our country and who we are and who, what we were, the ideals we were founded on. And again, I always say, yeah, that we, we don't, we've not fully lived up to those ideals by any stretch of the imagination, but like, Yes, but we've pursued those, and I believe that we're still on a pursuit of yeah. those. And so this whole, this whole deepening of appreciation for who we are as a country uh, has, really, has really been in, in my heart that way. And, uh, and just the recognition of the, the impact that the government has on our lives. Right? So if you ever were fuzzy about that before, <laughs> over the last couple of years, right. it got really clear like yes. that the amount of, of – of, of influence and impact that the government has for good or for for ill is is very significant and so it's pretty sobering that that uh, reality so just as i again was reflecting over the last couple of years and ways that i could be of service it just felt like uh it was a time to maybe step in this arena and see what god and the people in lincoln think about it yeah, well, I mean, I think you've said it well, and I've had a lot of people tell me over the years, you know, if you identify something and you're not exactly sure, good or bad, um, then try to do something about it at whatever level you can. And, um, you know, everybody's kind of on a different journey, but in the end of the day, um, you know, America, every small town, Lincoln, the state, you know, good leaders are always good to have. Mm. Um and they tend to help everybody out through it. You know, one of the things that I read was that you didn't start your campaign with any money. <laughs> Correct. Why? <laughs> yeah, so very intentional decision. Yeah, so I when I uh, had my press conference and uh, I shared that there, that you know my bank account had just got open for the campaign and it was at zero. Uh-huh. And again, it was very, very intentional when now the, the issue was not that I don't know how to raise funds. <laughs> I've worked for nonprofits again sure. for 20, over 20 years, right? 30 years. I'm getting old. So probably yeah. over 30 years now and re- literally have raised millions of dollars, right? So I know how. I'm not afraid to. I know people. And uh, it was just, again, when as I thought about uh, stepping into something like that, uh, just like who am I and what are my principles and what do I stand for and what do I want to stand for? 
And this whole thing of like often you hear whether it's real, some of it's probably real, right? Some of it may not be real. It might just be accusations. But so often there's this whole thing of like, is this person in, in this government position, this civic position of serving? Are they serving our country? Are they serving us normal people? Or are they serving some special interest that funded their right. campaign, right? And so I thought, man, I, would, I want to do it differently mm -hmm. and so just kind of processing through that so that was that was kind of the the initial impetus of it yeah. going i want to do this differently i don't want there to be even any perceived and there's an old proverb it says uh, a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and perverts the words of justice right so so as i thought about that i thought okay but is it practical can you actually run a campaign uh, in a different way than that. And so I just did the math. Right? So I thought, you know, if you took 5,000 mm -hmm. people and each gave $100, right? which for that's a lot for some people, but there's a lot of people that's, right. that's, that's very doable. Mm -hmm. That's a half a million dollars, yep. right? So it took less than half a million dollars for our current uh, uh, mayor to win Correct. this last time. So half a million dollars, get you a long way on this on this particular campaign yeah, this, this year right so and i thought if i can't get so it i think she won with like thirty six thousand votes ish mm -hmm. last time right so who knows what's gonna take yeah. 40 40 thousand 45 thousand who knows who knows right now <laughs> but i'm thinking if i can't get uh five thousand people to in a sense vote early with a hundred dollar investment in the campaign then I don't really have a shot at getting 45,000 people to vote for me at the yeah. in uh, in April. Well, so. it's refreshing and I like that you're you know, you, you do have a game plan. Yeah. You know, you just laid it out. It's simple um and it's intentional and uh you own it and I I think that's I think that's cool. You know, one of the things and I suspect through your nonprofit and uh, you know, maybe even your Father being in the military, but uh, you've got some acronyms out there in your platform. And I know <laughs> right. we're not going to have time to get to them all. Again, no. we're on with Stan Parker running for uh, mayor in Lincoln, Nebraska. But uh, you have a beautiful website. You've laid it out good. You know, stand for Lincoln. And you've got L, which is leadership. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, again, I believe everything rises and falls on leadership, right? And uh, so as I kind of process through... Kind of the role again, role of the mayor. I believe that the role of the mayor is not a political one as much as it is a leadership one. Mm -hmm. So I, again, I said at my press conference, I say again today, like if you are looking for a politician in the mayor's office, then you definitely don't want to vote for me. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> that's not me. But if you want a leader in the mayor's office, then I think I'm a pretty compelling choice that way. Uh, so yeah, my priority is, and I and I see everything through that kind of a lens, a mm -hmm. leadership lens. So as I look at, it, I've had people tell me, like you got to talk about potholes if you're going to <laughs> if you're going to run, and I'm going like I'm not going to talk about potholes yeah. primarily if I'm going to run. Yeah, uh, because here's the deal: like whatever the concern that someone has in our city, it comes falls underneath a department. Right, those thirteen departments. That's right. Right, so it all falls underneath a a department, and that department has a department head on mm -hmm. it, who is paid, who's got experience, who has a staff, who've got plans probably projected out twenty to thirty years. Not saying that those aren't changeable, but right. like there's there's a game plan that's in place. So for me to to speak into that from a distance and an unawareness. So I so my commitment is. 
you know, if I was the mayor of Lincoln, those 13 men and women would be my top priority, mm-hmm. right? Uh, vetting, investing in them as they invest in our community, uh, you know, investing in their their development and uh, allowing them to really have their plans vetted, verifying their qualifications. And uh, and so that's a that's a big priority to me. So as that would play out, any concerns that people would have, we would be engaging in those concerns with those leaders. And that's that's just the reality of, of kind of how it all works out. Well, I think what you know what you're describing is a lot of people want to talk issues, and we talk issues on this show at times. But at the same time, you're talking about the realities of leadership, which is all issues bubble up to leadership and those that are uh, to handle them. And we do have good people that are paid that are handling departments, and yeah. so leadership is one of your key key. You know, we'll call it platforms, but I would music. say cornerstones. <laughs> That's okay. We've got some time. You want to add to that before we yeah. take a break? Well, again, yes. And again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, um, letting aside. Uh, sure. Le- not pushing aside the issues. It is how are those issues going to be uh, addressed? They're not going to be addressed for me sitting on the outside taking pot shots at something yeah. that's happening. It's going to happen through me being in the office and getting into a leadership conversations and investments with leaders that are in those seats. Absolutely. Uh, Stan Parker here on KLIN fourteen hundred ninety nine three. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Stan Parker's in studio finishing up here uh, on October 26th. Uh, just our first look and listen, really, you know, um, with Stan. You're looking. Everyone else is listening. Well, that's true. Um, look, listen, it's because when I talk, I'm trying to create pictures as best that's I can. Awesome. Or, you know, that's the way I learn anyway, pictures and doing. <laughs> but uh, we got through some of your uh, cornerstones, uh, you know, leadership. And I think, you know, if I can, can I get you to commit to coming back in in the near future yeah. so we can go through some more? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, it hasn't thrown me off. I've been enlightened a little bit in the way you're um, choosing to intentionally run your campaign and the way you've thought through this. And and I like it. Yeah, awesome. I like it. And it's just a short show. <laughs> but uh, where can people find all your information and, and, and find out about Stan Parker? Yeah, so we have a web page, of course. It's uh, StanForLincoln.com, StanForLincoln, S-T-A-N, ForLincoln.com. And uh, we have a very engaged web page that we're, we're consistently putting out content, too. So it's not going to be static. But, uh, yeah, you can get to know me quite a bit from uh, from going there. Awesome. I appreciate you coming in. I know it was short. I know you're a radio guy. You're probably like, oh, I'm good to be out of here. But it, it's very neat, and I think that um, it's refreshing, as I said off air. And I want to give the people more time to understand it, because I think people are used to some certain ways of doing campaigns. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be open to listening to all the candidates and how they're going about it because it really gives an insight to who they are and how they would lead and yeah. that's what i think is cool about yeah. you stan anyone who knows me knows i don't do anything normal like <laughs> I, I'm, I always rethink it and uh, out of the box so perfect well thanks for coming on klin 1499.3